0: Welcome to the Lend Academy Podcast, episode number 217. This is your host, Peter Renton, founder of Lend Academy and co-founder of the Lendit FinTech Conference. Today's episode is sponsored by LendIt Fintech USA, the world's largest fintech event dedicated to lending and digital banking. It's happening on May 13th and 14th, 2020 at the Javits Center in New York. Lending and banking are converging and LendIt Fintech immerses you in the most important trends of the day. Meet the people who matter, learn from the experts and get business done. LendIt Fintech, lending and banking connected. Go to LendIt.com USA to register. Today on the show, I am delighted to welcome Jason Wilk. He is the CEO and co-founder of Dave. Now, Dave bills themselves as banking for humans, and they have a very friendly approach, which we, we talk about in the episode here. We firstly talk about why that uh, why the company is called Dave and why he decided to pay a lot of money for Dave.com. We talk about their their approach to overdrafts and how they're able to really be proactive and predict when their customer's bank account balance is going to fall below zero. Uh, we talk about some of the other ways that uh, people are using the app, particularly when it comes to budgeting, but also on the, on the income side and their side hustle feature and, and several other things as well. You know, We talk about the, the typical consumer, of the, the customer of Dave and what they look like. And we talk about how they make money, their business model, and much more. It was a fascinating interview. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jason.
1: Thanks, Peter. Great to be here.
0: Okay, great to have you. So, you know, I like to get these things started by giving the listeners a little bit of background. And we, uh, you know, you've had an interesting career today. This is not your first rodeo. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background before Dave?
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been an entrepreneur since I was, you know, since I can never remember, you know, never really had a regular job. My first company was in the daily deal space. I was uh, always trying to figure out different problems for myself. This instance, I wasn't a wealthy kid growing up. I always wanted the the latest and greatest golf stuff, but generally couldn't afford it. And I created a website called One Day Sports, which would offer people last year's clubs at the lowest price in the country. And that business took off from my dorm room and ended up selling the company when I graduated college.
0: Okay, so you still actually graduated, um, un- unlike, unlike many others who entrepreneurs uh, start stuff in college.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And that was a tremendous life event for me. I didn't make a, a ton of money off the deal, but it gave me enough to kind of make it to my next venture. Ended up getting introduced to the guys from Y Combinator back in 2009. Started a company with my, my then co-founder of Dave. We built an advertising business called All Screen TV, which we ended up selling in 2015 and got together again to, to start Dave and really this time with the goal of solving a pain point that we felt was affecting the majority of Americans, not just you know, certain niche industries or, or, or certain markets.
0: So then was there like an aha moment or, or something that, uh, that triggered the, you know, the idea for, for Dave?
1: You know, it wasn't necessarily an aha moment. I obviously had personal gripes with overdraft fees. It really was the persistence of seeing the story pop up on social media, on sites like Reddit, with the with people consistently talking about overdraft fees being punitive, being criminal. And uh, I figured there's got to be a way with today's technology to to solve for that. Just knowing. Particularly, why I overdrafted, I knew that there was a way you could build a cool application that could could you know could really remediate those those two fundamental problems.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Okay, and so then why why did you decide to call your company Dave, and then I and why I mean you it's Dave so um, clearly you 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 spent a little bit of money on the on the domain name. So tell us a little bit about that thought process.
1: We, re- we really wanted Dave to be this financial friend in your pocket and given MTS with big banks is an all time low brand affinity with, with big banks was, was you know, also low. We really wanted something that was friendly, that was trustworthy, and that was really going to help you out. And so Dave, the first thing we do is we help you manage all your bills and upcoming expenses. And that was something that no other budgeting app had ever tried to accomplish. We looked at things in the market like Mint, which were more well, more focused on sort of middle to upper income earners that were spending too much money and really needed to know where all the dollars were flowing versus the majority of Americans don't have $400 for an emergency. They really need to know where their paycheck is going each week. And there was not an app out there to help people do that. Dave is now the number one budgeting app in, in the country. The second piece was we realized that, you know, sometimes you just, you know, as a kid or you know, even going through your 20s, sometimes you just need 20, 30, 40, $50, dollars and you always have to turn to friends or family to borrow that. That can be an, an embarrassing situation. And given the product is named Dave, he's this helpful bear. We wanted to kind of be that friend disruptor and that, hey, you know, I know when you're getting paid, let me advance a small amount of that for you so you can go buy things like gas, groceries, at no interest, just like a friend with you. And, and we've replaced that entire experience for people.
0: Okay. So then how, like, t- tell us how it works exactly. So you you have this, you actually predict when people are going to overdraw their account and you proactively offer them Uh, this advance. But so how are you able to do that?
1: Well, the way Dave works is someone comes in, they connect any checking account. We support 14,000 banks in the US. Within seconds, we're able to create a prediction for you and let you know where you you typically spend your money each pay period. And then off of that same type of data, we're able to make an instant underwriting decision to allow you to access a small portion of your upcoming paycheck at no interest to avoid an overdraft fee, or just have an extra cushion before uh, before paycheck
0: date. Mm-hmm. And so, and you say like the the, the you, look, you I'm looking on your website right now, and it says you you know you'll be alerted ahead of time if you can't afford a bill, and so that and you say simply there are no overdraft fees for Dave Banking members. And so, does right. that mean? I mean, what happens if someone has a medical bill that you that you that you really couldn't predict? And and you know, how, like when you say no overdraft fees, what does that actually mean?
1: Well, we don't charge any fees if someone needs to go into into the negative. So the way we've really built overdraft is to empower the user to say, hey, instead of you going to swipe your card and having it get rejected, we're going to allow you to proactively get an extra hundred dollars on that account. So you have a little buffer to go afford that medical expense or gas or or groceries. Typically in the past, we've seen neobanks go for this no overdraft model, but we really wanted to be the first ones to reinvent that and say, well, overdraft actually is a useful and worthwhile concept. The predatory $34 fees associated with it are not. But what people can't have is a situation where they hit zero and their car gets rejected because that could lead to a late fee on a credit card bill. Or it could lead mm-hmm. to, like you said, not being able to fulfill medical expense. And now what? So really banking for humans in the instance is we are empowering you to go beyond zero if you need it. We're not there to kick you when you're down. And this is something that's going to truly be helpful for you.
0: Right. so. My understanding is that you don't, I think I read this somewhere, you, that you don't do any credit checks, uh, on this. This is available to every, to all Dave members. So how are you, I mean, I imagine there'd be, you know, like anyone, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be certain people that are, are responsible and there'll be others that, that, that simply won't. So firstly, maybe confirm that yes, you're right. It's available to everybody. And then how are you sort of handling kind of repayment of that, of that sort of up to $100 you're advancing?
1: Yeah, we do offer it to everyone. Our, our approval rating is is almost every single user. And as far as the re- repayment goes, you know that's why we have this kind of tip based model where, you know, the the users that like to contribute to Dave, co- you know, help to cover those that don't pay it back. And given we are really in the business right now of building a, a brand and, and loyalty with our consumers, you know the fact that if we can come out slightly ahead on that we are we are doing everything we hope to and more to to really build a lifelong relationship with that customer mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so then just tell us a little bit about that i mean you said i think i read somewhere it's like it's like a dollar a month to be a dave member but there's also a tipping process on top of that or just tell us a little bit about why you did that and how it works
1: that's right well just like a. GoFundMe or Twitch or any of these gaming companies or even down to like an Uber or, or Square Checkout tipping is a concept that people have become quite uh, quite comfortable with and unlike others who have tried this in the industry Dave being in the business of over helping you avoid overdraft fees a tip seems like the most valuable way to most valuable exchange with our customer in that hey we help you help save you from a thirty four dollars fee is that worth anything to you? And is it worth 0% of, of the amount we gave you? Is it worth 5%? And that that exchange works out quite well for, for both people involved.
0: Right. Okay. So that's that, obviously that's how you're able to offset losses, I take it, which there, there must be right. some. You, can you share any, anything about the, the losses that are coming up on your portfolio now?
1: I can't really.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Um, Another way, another way, we've really helped our users avoid overdraft fees. We introduced this about six months ago. is a product called Side Hustle, and that's actually what we partnered with a dozen different gig economy and side income providers. And our users have actually made millions of dollars, and to help them avoid overdraft fees through that as well. Okay. So we'll say, you know, hey, Peter, you know, here's some last-minute income creation opportunities for you. That's been an incredibly successful program for us and our users.
0: Right. And so, so like that just, I mean, I know that Steady does uh, something similar to that and that, and you're basically subtly pushing people into, Hey, you need to earn more money if you, if you're, if you're really in, if you really want to spend this extra hundred dollars. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, you know, what else do you offer? I mean, you like, you've got the side hustle, you've got the, the overdraft protection, you've you've talked about the, the budgeting tools. I mean, how are people actually, I mean, if they've downloaded the app, I know you've got millions of customers downloading the app, so you've got a pretty big sample size of, of you know data for behavior. How are actually how are people using it? Are they logging in every day? How do they use the app? Are they just wait for notifications? tell us a little bit more about that.
1: It's pretty frequent. So we've really built the design Dave to be a replacement for your existing bank. So whether you bank with Dave or you come and connect with your existing checking account, Dave is there to help you understand your upcoming bills. You can look at your past transactions. We're going to tell you your monthly cash flow, and we're going to tell you your low balance till paycheck date. So we are seeing extremely high you know, daily usage of the product. As people are coming in, they, they're starting to trust this more than their own institution. And that's why we've seen such a strong aversion towards our existing users opting into our own bank account. Because of how close it is to their existing bank relationships, and we can prove how much better it is to be with Dave.
0: Right. So tell us a little bit about that that bank account. I mean, I mean, you don't have a, a banking license, I take it. So it's a, you're you're obviously partnering with with an existing bank. But what do I what do they get when they open up a, an account with Dave, like a, a bank account?
1: Yeah. So they get a bank account. They get a Dave debit card. They have all the same features as they would. We've built remote deposit capture. We've built everything you'd want. It comes with our award-winning Dave Overdraft Advance. It also is the first checking account that if you pay your rent through Dave, uh, we have a partnership with the credit bureau so that you can actually improve your credit score just by paying your rent uh, through Dave. Hmm. And so this is you know what we feel is the most empowering banking product in the country right now.
0: So then do you have any intention to actually get your own banking license at some point, or are you happy with the relationship you have now?
1: I think we're fine with what we're doing right now. You know, I, at the end of the day, there, there are some attractive features of having our own bank charter, but at the moment, those, those are far dwarfed by the opportunity right now of just acquiring as many users and, and servicing them to, to the ultimate uh, happiness they can
0: right right so I, can we just dig into the to those users for a second and tell us a little bit about them I mean I, I mean these I, I presume are predominantly people living paycheck to paycheck but you can you give us a little bit more color on on the typical Dave user
1: they are paycheck to paycheck some of them you know, on average are making you know they're definitely making under a hundred thousand dollars a year on average. The most popular age demos in the 22-ish range. So it's definitely a younger customer. They're in college or just out of college. They clearly have been working with a bank that their parents got them set up on. And now we're we're seeing that, you know, we're helping with that digital transformation as people are really hungry for financial literacy. I mean, as everyone complains, you're not taught in school how to balance a checkbook or pay your taxes in days. Is a really nice lightweight introduction to that by helping you forecast all your bills and expenses.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. So then, and I think I read the other day that you just crossed five million five million customers. Maybe you can give us the latest update on that, and and also maybe just tell us like who is included in that? Is that everyone that has a it's downloaded the app? Everyone that's actually using it? What's the you know what what do the numbers mean?
1: Those are people that are using it that have passed through our, our entire registration process. So that that's the way we look at that number and, and benchmarked against, you know, how others in the space uh, count their user bases as well.
0: Okay. And then so what what was the number at the beginning of the year and how like how have you grown this year?
1: I think at the beginning of the year it was on a million. Now we're approaching five. So it's been significant growth just in the past uh, nine months.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that is one way to look at it. That's one word to say significant. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I think most most uh, any any financial institution would would uh, would you know would die to have that kind of uh, that kind of growth numbers. So how is that happening? What's the what has been the the impetus to go? You know, really, you've quintupled your user base in let's just say nine months. I mean, what how have you done that?
1: We've done that through strong brand messaging, through building a fair product that people want to want to talk about. It's what's helped us continue to have the lowest cost of car customers in the industry. And really, because we're a friendly product with an easy to remember name, with great investors and uh, a product that works, it you know, it takes care of a lot of that on its own.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. So then... I've touched on it before. I mean, you launched, you didn't, you didn't change your name, right? You launched with Dave.com. Is that, is that true? And, yeah. and how, like, can you give us, I mean, like, it can't have been an inexpensive domain name to, to buy. Was, so it obviously, it was considered so important to you that you wanted, you know, you wanted to acquire and like, tell us a little bit about who, who had the domain before you?
1: It was a guy named Dave in San Francisco <laughs> who owned a who owned a design agency named named Dave Design. Hmm. Uh, he had had the domain since the since the nineties. He, for some reason, wasn't using it. He was still using his other uh, other domains for his agency, and I was persistent to try and acquire it. I, I mean, emailed him every every week or so for maybe six months to to no response. I assumed just started sending over offers, you know, unsolicited offers through this email that I wasn't even sure if the guy was getting. And after I, you know, got to a certain number that I finally got a response. And I just knew that, you know, if we were going to, you know, be in this company to win it, that having the strong brand presence from the beginning was really important. And so owning Gabe.com, it's it is 10 times a better domain than any other challenger bank or budgeting product in, in the country. We feel like it's easy to spell. It captures what we're trying to do, and it's easy to uh, easy to remember.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it, it's a very friendly name, as you say. Everyone has a friend named Dave, and uh, this is you know the way yeah. you've, the way you've got it, it. It's you've done a pretty. I really it's an impressive way you've done the branding, for sure. So. So then, maybe you know, give us a sense of like you're you're funding these advances. Obviously, this you know that there's you know, there's capital that has to flow through to to your your customers there. So, like, how are you funding? Who is the, who are your capital partners in this venture?
1: So we've just done the the advances off of our balance sheet. We have not raised any outside. Outside that, we are nearing our our deal with uh, with Victory Park to help supplement some of that. Okay, but we most recently just raised our Series B with Norwest Ventures, and that that will help us uh, get to the next level as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and speaking of of raising money, I know that you have um, famously, I've heard, I've read before about the Mark Cuban relationship you have, and Mark, yeah, Q, yeah, and he's and he's also invested in in previous companies, so. Maybe you could just, and everyone. I think everyone here knows knows who Mark Cuban is. But tell us first how you got on his radar, how you met him.
1: I met Mark in two thousand eight when he was the keynote speaker of TechCrunch Disrupt, or I think back then it was called TechCrunch Forty. He was on stage talking about the different ways to get him to invest in your company. At the time, he was really not doing any angel investing at all. He had several deals. And I was at the time figuring out what I wanted to do next. I, in my free time, was writing a personal blog about different startups that I liked and just different things in the startup community. I happened to write an article on how to get Mark Cuban to invest in your company, the 10 ways to get Mark to invest in your company, which ended up going on the homepage of Dig and Hacker News. And one of the ways that he for people to get him to invest was to email him and he gave the whole crowd his email address (laughs) and i used that that same proxy to send him this article i ended up seeing him out um, at the TechCrunch party that evening approached him he had seen the article he read the email and and that was our first interaction i since you know i had followed up with him many times on the various things i was interested in working on was incredibly persistent with him and he ended up becoming the lead investor of my last company. That was a very successful outcome for him. I think we returned like 40 times his capital um, that he gave us and then he became the some lead investor for Dave on our our seed
0: round and joined the board. Okay, so do you you actually he's on your board so do you have interaction with him on a, on a pretty regular basis, I take it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he responds to emails and, you know, Quicker than anyone else. I mean, he he is really on it. I don't I don't know how he manages his schedule, but he he does it.
0: <laughs> and so then, what what kind of advice do you uh, do, do you receive from him?
1: He'll respond on whatever you want, from strategy to you know, customer acquisition to customer success. I mean, he he really has kind of been there and done it all. It's nice that he's an operator that's taken his own companies from zero to. Five billion. So he has a lot of uh, a lot of learning there. And he and I have had a similar kind of background in that you know, he grew up doing startups, sleeping on couches and doing whatever it took to make it. So he and I have a similar uh, respect for the work ethic there. And I think that's why we've gotten along and have worked so closely together over the last 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. OK, sure. So. So I just want to dig in a little bit and into your business model, and just um, if you could sort of tell us, you know, how you make money today and into the future, maybe. But um, let's just let's just focus on today first, because you, you've mentioned a couple of things. I mean, uh, but what are the major sources of of revenue for you guys today?
1: So we have our subscription for our budgeting product, which is our most popular product that, that we offer. We have our side hustle product, which we make referral fees from Uber. And Lyft and, and various other partners. There, we have our advanced business where we make money off of optional fees, including the tip. And then we have our uh, our banking product where we make money only from the card networks. Uh, when someone swipes their card, mm-hmm. we take a piece of the interchange off of that.
0: Right, right. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So then, you know, I, I look at your company here, and you've got you know you've got these millions of engaged. Customers, there's there's lots of different ways that you can that you could expand into other areas. But I'm I'm curious to to know what when you look at your customer base, look at what you're doing. Obviously, you want to keep doing, keep delivering on a great experience on your core products. But what do you see as sort of some of the next logical steps for Dave? Different areas that you could you could get into.
1: We're continuously trying to look for non traditional products that we can kind of reinvent what typically have been successful bank products in the past. And that's all I can really say on, on that, but, you know, continuing to try and innovate this industry, which has been kind of doing the same thing for the last 50 years, it's been a lot of fun to, to try and pull apart and, and uh, re- rebuild things from the ground up.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you, do you hear from banks that, from traditional banks? I'm curious about the, you know, how you kind of viewed, because in many ways, I mean, I, I've read articles that, 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 you know, are both, you know, positive and negative about you guys. And I'm curious about, I mean, if you, because you're, you're sort of attacking a pretty big cash cow for a lot of these banks, you know, that make, you know, some, some of them make billions of dollars from overdraft fees. So, do you I mean do you hear from these from these banks or what what is your relationship like with them?
1: We don't really hear from them often. We do have Capital One, JT Morgan, and then like I guess by proxy Norwest, their main LP as well as Fargo. So we do have do have several major institutions that are invested in the business. And they've all been a pleasure to work with. They're generally curious about the space. We have meaningful conversations and we're all looking for, for different ways we can continue to work together or partner. Mm-hmm. I will say we are serving a, a demographic and customer income profile that has has generally been less attractive for them. And so to some extent they are they are supporters of what we're doing in that their legacy structure has not been able to support this ecosystem to date. And so Dave is, is finding ways to do that through being a digital first product.
0: Mm-hmm. So then what, do you, what, what do you think about overdraft fees? It's something I've thought about for a while. And, you know, just, you know, I think I, I read a quote from you recently that you said something like it, you know, it makes, it just makes no logical sense to charge $35 when someone goes overdrawn by $10. Do you feel like, are you on a mission to sort of eliminate them completely? Or uh, do you feel that this, this kind of, this kind of fee will be, uh, it will be, a, will be a thing of the past eventually?
1: I think overjab is always going to have to be there it's just we need to be we need to be thinking about how how to properly underwrite and and charge for it you know really uh, banks have gotten away with it being carved out as not a a credit type of a product and so really just the whole thing needs to be reinvented because the reality is having people just have their cards rejected at zero is not going to save save anyone so right, the way that David's approaching it we think is the right one which is let, let the user pay what they think is fair to it don't base it off, off of off a credit score don't make it a loan and uh, find a way to, you know, to empower us- users with it versus hit them with heavy fees mm-hmm. and I think the challenge for a lot of big banks there is you have to focus relentlessly on having a great brand that people trust and and people will, will pay uh, pay accordingly but you know I think that will be a challenge if if that is the model that big banks need to try and emulate in the
0: future. Right, right. Okay, okay. We're almost out of time, but I, I want to. Uh, I'm really curious about your vision for Dave. I mean, do you, is, is, do you want Dave to be like the JP Morgan Chase of the 21st century, or or, or something else? I mean, you like it. Really, is you are a financial institution um, in in many ways, but when you sort of talk to investors or when you talk to your staff, what what is the vision that you that you provide?
1: Yeah, we think go to the next great Jake Morgan, you know, one step at a time is where we want to take it. We realize that's a tall order, but you know, the side meaning of David, David versus Goliath and you know, that's that's the story we're telling and that's what we're trying to trying to accomplish.
0: So one day like you 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 feel like this, I mean, you obviously have the customer base to be a very sizable operation. But um, what do you think is the is the maximum, or, or is there is there an upper limit to to where you can go with this, as far as particularly as far as users is what I'm really thinking.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a limit. I mean, we are continuously growing each month. We're adding more customers every month than Wells Fargo is. We're, you know, in, in a really interesting position right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are indeed. Well, thank you very much for for coming on the show today. Thanks a lot. Okay, see ya. You know, it really is impressive being able to go from 1 million customers to 5 million customers in nine months, adding more on a monthly basis than a large bank like Wells Fargo. Clearly, Dave is offering something that people value and people are telling others about it. And, you know, what it speaks to as far as I can see is that that people want – tools that are useful that can actually help them in their daily life. And, you know, as, as Jason said, these, these, their customers are in Dave a lot. They're, they're using it. They're, they're appreciating the, the overdraft protection and, you know, the fact that they can get notified proactively when their account is in risk of being overdrawn. And, you know, the, the fact is banks have this information. They could have done exactly what, uh, what Jason and the team at Dave has done. They haven't, not in the certain, certainly not in the, in a, in a Way that uh, that Dave has implemented, and not to say that banks' mobile mobile offerings are are poor. I think there's some really excellent uh, excellent offerings. But what they what they haven't done is really, I think, get to these really practical applications that that consumers are are truly hungry for. Anyway, on that note, uh, before I actually sign off, I have a favor to ask. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I would really appreciate you going to your favorite uh, your favourite podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, what have you, I would very much appreciate an honest review. I read every single review and certainly appreciate them very much. So now on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Today's episode was sponsored by LendIt FinTech USA, the world's largest fintech event dedicated to lending and digital banking. It's happening on May 13th and 14th, 2020, at the Javits Center in New York. Lending and banking are converging, and LendIt FinTech immerses you in the most important trends of the day. Meet the people who matter, learn from the experts, and get business done. LendIt FinTech, lending and banking connected. Go to lendit.com/usa to register.